I would say the biggest one was actually making it there. Um, (laughs) The, I mean, not just obviously the UK athletes, but the European athletes or, you know, apart from the American athletes had a hard time getting in. So I think that was a big moment for us because it was a real struggle. The lead up three weeks before, so stressful, trying to work out if we're going to have to fly to Mexico and stay there for two weeks, whether we, you know, sit back and just hope that we're going to get the exemption to get in. So we took it upon us and we did book Mexico um, because we are like, oh, so unsure. So we had everything booked. And then the next morning we wake up and then we get an email from CrossFit saying, hey, yes, we've got the exemption. It's like, oh, no. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up, and part of the Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles. You can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mark Your Jump Rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next one. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. I'm your host. We love to do fitness, and these are my friends. I have my co-host, Charlie, with me. And in addition, yeah. a brand new friend, Kelly Friel. Uh, she is the 40 to 44-year-old Masters Champion 2021. Does that ever get old? No, it doesn't feel real. <laughs> <laughs> so she is not only the champion this year, but two-time second place finisher and now first time. And if you kind of look at that, that is the same trajectory as Tia Claire Toomey and Matt Fraser, two seconds, and then they started their run of first place finishes. So are you on the same trajectory? Are you ready to do like five-time champion? Wow, do you know what? I that's the first time anyone's ever um pointed that out. So I'm actually quite shocked. Um do you know what? It would be amazing, but um next year would be my last year in the 40 to 44. So I'm gonna be fairly old. 
<laughs> but if you can get through that year, then you're the youngest in the 45 to 49. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then I can have fun in the, in the next category. Yeah. So I'm predicting it now that you will be the next Tia Toomey and be a five-time champion. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, just so people know, Kelly also holds uh, some weightlifting records, world records. Yeah. Two of them? Um, I uh, Actually, yes, there is still two valid. Yes, because I, I checked recently just to see if anyone had beaten them and currently not. So, yes, still two. And they are in? Um, the clean and jerk and the actual total. So I just don't hold it in the snatch. And but, how, how heavy was oh, that clean and jerk? Uh, 104. And for us in the States, that's like about 220. Oh, now you're asking. Now you saw how <laughs> bad I was on the uh, on the games floor when I had to have everything written on my arm. <laughs> so I, I have no idea. It would be around, it'd be around 230, I think. Yeah. Around two, 230 for us here, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then you hold three British weightlifting records. Mm-hmm. And... Is that all three, the, the clean and jerk snatch and total? Yes. Yeah. And then a rowing record? Oh, that's been beaten now. Oh, has it? Yeah. So the it was a British record. Um, and then they had the indoor British rowing championships. I think it was maybe in March. And I obviously didn't do it. I had a bit too much going on, like with the open. Um, and someone beat it. I think it was around about three to four seconds faster. I'd have to like have a little look, but um, but and yeah. Over how many they, over how many meters? A thousand. A thousand. Okay. Yeah. That's Horrid a brutal distance. distance. Yeah. Two thousand, you get a nice pace going. Five hundred, it's an all-out sprint. That thousand is just in the middle where you don't know what the hell to do. No, it's just like, do I push now? Do I hold on? Do I die? Yeah, it's that. Yeah. You you feel quite. I, I remember doing it, and I was pulling, and I was thinking, oh, I feel quite good. And then I think I got to six hundred meters left, and I was like, <laughs> my legs are gone. What what am I going to do? And then when you get to like four hundred. It's just like, oh, I've just got to hold on. Yeah, that middle two. Yeah. All right. So it's a funny story. I actually met Kelly um, at the grill um, <laughs> at our hotel when I was grilling chicken. Um, <laughs> we stayed in the same hotel um, at the games. And I got, I got to chat with her and I didn't realize actually who she was uh, until uh, the next day. And I was so excited that I got to meet you. And then we actually... Um, one of the funniest things that happened to me that week was I was at breakfast and you had come into the little breakfast area at the hotel and a guy saw your wit shirt. Yes. And he was asking about it and you were trying to explain to him what wit was (laughs) and he was a non-crossfitter. Yeah. And it just brings to light like the language we have as crossfitters that nobody understands. No. (laughs) <laughs> no it was it was quite funny he was like oh are you are you going for I th- from memory I think he was like oh are you going to the gym or are you going out running and I was like oh 
we're here for the CrossFit Games. Oh, well, what does we stand for? <laughs> <laughs> and then and I was like, oh no, I'm digging myself a bigger hole here. But yeah. And you kept trying. You kept trying. And he <laughs> and he kept he he kept his attention, but uh, he did not understand. No. So uh, let's go through this year's games real quick, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll move into some other stuff. So first of all, any big favorite moments from this year's games? Um, I would say the biggest one was actually making it there. Um, (laughs) the, I mean, not just obviously the UK athletes, but the European athletes or, you know, apart from the American athletes had a hard time getting in. So I think that was a big moment for us because it was a real struggle. The lead up three weeks before, so stressful, trying to work out if we're going to have to fly to Mexico and stay there for two weeks, whether we, you know, sit back and just hope that we're going to get the exemption to get in so we took it upon us and we did book Mexico um because we are like oh so unsure so we had everything booked and then the next morning we wake up and then we get an email from CrossFit saying hey yes we've got the exemption it's like oh no um which was better so I would say that was a big moment um and also the snatch moment in the Coliseum, because that's the first time I've ever been in the Coliseum as an athlete, um, being able to compete on the big floor. And even though it was fairly quiet in there, um, you know, compared to the individuals when we were watching them snatch, for a second, I just sort of like took a deep breath and I looked around and I was like, wow, I'm in the Coliseum at the CrossFit Games. And then we got to snatch and I PB twice. That's amazing. So that was a huge, a huge, um, that was what, like one of my memorable moments, I would say. So the first question is about getting in that exemption, that exemption, I think is bigger than people realize because it really legitimizes CrossFit as a professional sport in the States. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to allow travel in the future to be much easier. And as hopefully COVID dies down, it'll make it easier for you guys to get visas to get into the States. I hope so, because there's so many competitions sort of still going on. And, you know, there's like the Masters Collective, there's the Legends Masters, you know, and they're like, guys, are you coming over? And it's like, well, we don't know because we don't know if we can get in. So, you know, hopefully because that exemption, it will it will make it a lot easier in the future. Yeah, that'd be great, because we're actually going to be at the Masters Fitness Collective. It's Um, one of my favorite events. to go to because uh, the masters athletes are so approachable um, and they love like, you have to love the attention, right? Because you, you've been starved of it for a few years and and to be this, the only game in town, like yes. it's just great for the athletes. Yeah, yeah. So um, any, other, any other big moments from the week? Um, you did win an event. I did. Um, so that was, but it wasn't televised. <laughs> and it was so hard because my family and everyone back here that obviously supported and helped me get out to the stage, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to watch us. And I thought being in the Coliseum, it's bound to be on telly. And 
that day was quite a rough day anyway because we had the um uh, what was the warning that we had and we all had to uh tornado the tornado so um i woke up or should i say my phone woke me up at like 12 45 flashing and ringing and i was like what the heck that's not my alarm and then i jumped out of bed and i like looked at my phone and it was like tornado alert you know if you're on a high rise get to the you know ground floor etc and this will last until quarter past one and i was like oh my god so i like went into the lounge where my coach was and i was like andy Uh, there's a tornado like alert shall we go downstairs and he was like no you'll be fine go back to sleep so I like (laughs) went back into my room petrified looking out the window which was most probably the worst thing I could have done and there was like like thunder lightning the winds going and I was like oh man shall I text home and say love you guys you know what I mean everything's going (laughs) through my head so I got back into bed, obviously must have gone back to sleep and woke up early, early doors because we had to be at the um, at the Energy Alliance Centre like early. So I think that night I had like four hours sleep. So it wasn't the best prepared for the last day. So um, the event I won, I just thought, I love an assault bike. I do, I've been doing quite a bit of an assault bike, not on the road bike though. So that was new to me. And I don't mind a burpee box jump over. So I just thought, I've just got to go out and go hard. And it, that's it. that would have been a great one for the spectators to watch again on telly because all the chess pieces move. So you could see where everyone was and you were like, could I hold back? But I remember on the bike sort of like going hard and then looking at the clock and I was like, oh my, I'm only three minutes in and I've got to hold this for another four minutes. Um, but that was a fun event. It was really fun. And what kind of shoes were you wearing? So for that one, luckily I had my nanos. Yes. <laughs> so you cashed in on that bonus. Yes. And at least helped with the funding the trip back home. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was. And there was a couple of events. I, I came second in one, the Prowler Push, and I didn't have my nanos on, but, you know. Yeah. 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 I just think it's cool that Reebok did that. Um, it just gives you guys an opportunity to make some money to pay for your trip Mm -hmm. um, outside of the the basic prize money. So um, I thought that was super cool. Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder if they're going to do it again in the future, like to keep their hand in it or who knows? Yeah. I think, I think it's a great idea. It's going to advance the sport. Um, we finding creative ways to add to the prize money, like, uh, rogue is doing with the cryptocurrency at the rogue invitational to add some money to that. Um, yeah, yeah they're doing a lot of cool things. Pretty cool. So you won, you won the event by 65 points, uh, over Becca Voigt Miller, one of the legends of the sport. Um, did you ever feel like it was a close race or did you feel like you had the week in hand pretty much throughout? No, not. So all the way up until the final event, 
um even though I went into the final I think like 65 points or whatever points 75 points it may have been um in the lead I still at that point didn't think I had won and it wasn't until I crossed the finish line after the last workout that um Becca gave me a big hug and she was like you've done it and I was like have I she was like yes and I still didn't believe her and I came off the floor and then I saw my coach and he was like yes like that and I was like but have I done it and he was like yes you went in with a 70 foot or whatever point lead and obviously you know where we were all positioned and where people slotted in it was like I would have had to have come last and uh, you know I mean I didn't even work out the calculations I just thought I've got to go in and just give it my all on the last workout and you, you fin only had one finish outside the top five the whole week. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was mega happy with that. I, afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm a bit disappointed. That <laughs> but that workout. It gives you I something finished, to work on in the off season. Yes. And to be fair, I bought a new skipping rope after, <laughs> <laughs> after skipping on turf or astro um I was like I've got to get a new rope I've got to get something just a little bit different or um that was the worst event I've, I think I've ever done mentally and physically because it drains you but also mentally you were like what's happening why why can't I skip so that actually leads to my next question is <clears throat> in if you could have a crack at one more one of the workouts you did during the week over again after going through it and learning, what event would that be? It would definitely be the double under one, 100%. Okay. I, I, think, I think if it wasn't done on the North field and on, you know, like normal flat, I think it potentially could have been a different, a different finish for people because obviously even Becca Voigt afterwards, we were chatting and I was like, oh my God, that was so hard. And she was like, we had a very similar rope and apparently if you had like a plastic coated rope then it sort of didn't clip the grass like it would like a wire one so that would be the one that I would want to have another go at. Awesome and so um, I had another question there <laughs> and it just went um, but anyway uh, I, I'm going to move on from the, oh I know what it was programming <laughs> Um, this year's programming, I, I know Kyle Kasperbauer said in an interview afterwards that the programming was at the bet highest level he has seen since he's been in the Masters. And what was cool was more of the athletes were prepared and able to do it um, at a high level this year than other years in the past. What, what were your thoughts on the programming after have been, being there three years? I would most probably agree with him because what I loved about it, it was so varied. So, you know, for people maybe that were a strong swimmer or a strong runner, you know, they sort of like had their event. The people that were better at some more higher skilled, so like the unbroken handstand walk, the bar muscle ups, um, then that was for them. And then people that were maybe better I don't know, like engine wise, like on the bike, burpee box jumps. 
So I really, really liked the mixture this year. And I did think it was that little bit more higher skilled than what it has been in the past. That's really cool. Um, and it's cool that more people were ready for it too, that the mm. masters are getting better and better as we move forward as well. And so uh, let's kind of walk away from the games for a minute. And I saw your Instagram post this morning, your reel um, with your NOCO um, thing. <laughs> and yeah. you are the fittest 40 to 44 year old in the world. Was the not catching the can on purpose for comedic purposes? Or... Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would expect the fourth fittest or the, the fittest master's level athlete to be able to catch cans yes no that was more of a um for the video so my my daughters helped me with sort of with that they were I was like well what do you want to do and they were like oh well we'll just throw cans at you mum and I was like well you can't just throw cans at me <laughs> I'm sort of so we were like right let, let's give it a go and literally that was one take that they did and they literally and I thought it was quite funny so we were like yeah let's go with that well and your 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 facial expression on the one you catch was priceless yeah. <laughs> I was like is this gonna work because they were like catch the last one and I was like and then when I caught it I was like yay <laughs> yeah it was awesome um very creative um and how long have you been with NOCO oh not long so just before about two months before the games. Yeah, I, I'm excited for them to come to the States. Um, I really like their product. Yeah, it's great. And they have a lot of energy about them as well. And the only thing we don't have here at the moment, which you may get in the States, is their ice creams. Mm -mm. So they, mm. well, Noco and Barbells, so they're sort of linked, or Bear Bells, if you want to call it. They do like... Um, uh so like the protein bars they do protein ice creams and i had one when i was in norway and they were amazing oh my goodness that's not, we are yeah. we are ice cream addicts on this show <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so uh yeah we're yeah bring that on it is not here now but i hope it comes someday yeah um and you're also a wit athlete and mm -hmm they have they have slowly kind of come into the states um as being the the main retailer for crossfit now but they have been big in in europe and the uk for a long time and so how long have you been with wit so i've been unofficially if you want to say with wit oh when did i meet dan and that if you say a good when they actually started so five six years ago I went to a first event in London when they had their first store in Shoreditch and I went to like a Rowan Wood so okay. it was yeah like the last Olympic and all the Olympians were there showing their um Rowan medals and we did a thing called like Row London um and that's why I meant so I've sort of been with them unofficially since then really so if they've had any events They've always got me involved and been really supportive when I've gone to sort of different comps. They'll send me some kit out and say, here, you know, um, and they've invited me to events. Sometimes I've actually been in their um, whip teams in London. And then 
two years ago, was it 2019, they put together, together a Whip Made Me Do It team. So that was with like Pat Bowner, um, Jessica Griffiths, Jamie Green, Emma McQuaid, Elliot, um, and got us all together and we had such a giggle. Well, they just, <laughs> they just seem to be a cooler retailer. Like yeah. with the neon, with the, the way they design things, it just seems to be cleaner and uh, more, more modern than a lot yeah. of the different retailers. Yeah, their store in, in London is awesome and they're like the gym that they've got underneath and what they've created. But they're, yeah, they're just so supportive. And then I I officially got announced with them as a um, whipped athlete. It was literally about a month before I went to the games. Very cool. Yeah. And so speaking of all the notoriety you're getting now, um, when you got back from the games, you got to be on television. Yeah. Uh, the BBC uh, yes. South, South, right? Came BBC to, South. They came to interview you and you had a feature on the television there. Yeah, that was, um, that was quite interesting. It was a bit of a last minute, you know, they said, oh, well, we can come down tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, hold on. And, oh, you know, can, can your daughters be there as well? And I said, I'm not too sure if you'll get them on camera, but we'll, we'll give it a go. So, yeah, they came down and um, popped it on the, on the telly. And, yeah, we've had some great feedback. Um, and a few more people that don't actually know what CrossFit's about. So where the road we live in, we have um, some older should I say neighbours and they were all like sending cards in congratulations we saw you Kelly on the telly and how amazing in your and it in one card it said cross dash fit (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh yeah so actually it sort of reached a few people on the telly that most probably know nothing about the sport yeah, so th- that was kind of my next question. You you didn't start CrossFit till you were thirty six years old, mm-hmm. and when you started, it was because a friend opened your gym, right? That's right. Yeah, and asked you to come down. So, what got you hooked when you went down and just tried it? Um, I think when we went down, it was just the whole so many things to learn. And also the aspect of being able to work out with everyone and obviously the competitive side, but that you're all working towards different things. So, you know, if I had never weightlifted before, so when they said, oh, come on, we're learning the snatch today, I'd be like, what the heck is this movement? Um, And then when you sort of got through, you know, like I went down with my husband, so he was a lot better at gymnastics than me to start with. So, and I think it's just the whole community feel that CrossFit has with working together and getting everyone together and not necessarily being sort of the highest level. It's just having that good mixture of people that just want to keep fit and from a social side of things. So when, during that journey, did you realize 
I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I started in, so all I remember, I went to the box in October 2012. And then um, there was a competition called the London Throwdown, which I think was in the January here. And when I look back on, because I have some pictures, there's Sam Briggs, there's Katrin, there's Andrea Ager. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the guys. Ooh. Was Kristen Holter there? Uh, I think so, yes. We actually just talked to her and she ah. that's one of her memories. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there and then, and I can't remember the guys. It was more the girls that obviously, because you compete. So we went there and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I didn't have any idea like then who Katrin, Sam, Kristen was. And when I got there, I was like, oh, oh gosh, this is a bit bigger than what I was expecting. And I think I got through to the final there and we had ring muscle ups. So there I was with a good friend of mine, Gina, and we were swinging around on the rings, trying to get a ring muscle up, obviously didn't get one. And from there, I just came away and I spoke with my coach at that time. And we were like, oh, well, let's give the open a go in the in the uh, March or February time. And let's just see how we got on. And then from there, it was like, oh, OK, you could be quite good at this. <laughs> so then yeah. I just was like, well, let's give it a go. What, and it's funny you say that because literally we talked to Kristen like two two hours ago. Yeah. And that when she went there, it was before she ever made the games. Ah. So at the time you may not have known who she was, but it was, no. it was kind of the defining moment where mentally she knew she could hang and gave yes. her the confidence to kind of make the games. Ah. So it's funny that your, your, your path is very parallel to that. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, oh, okay, let's give it a go. I'm not bad at lift. You know, I, I had my strengths as in I was strong I, I wasn't very good at gymnastics, but that was then what I had to learn and try and develop. So yeah, oh, very interesting. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and so when did you like change your focus to say, I can make the games? So then um, I went to regionals 2012, 2013. I think 14 I had, I picked up an injury at um, a competition in Manchester. And I tore my MCL while snatching. So that sort of knocked a bit of confidence. So I didn't compete that year. And then I was like, do you know what? Let's knuckle down and aim for when I hit 40. So that's what I did. I sort of tried to work on my weaknesses and then thought this is the, the time that I'm going to have my best shot and let's aim for that. So that was my goal. And... So when was the, did you make it as a 40 year old? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because okay. of the, I think the year that yeah. I hadn't been planning to sort of, they just bought the 35 year old in when I was 39 and they had just bought the 35 to 39. So I didn't really, I think I did the open, but I didn't really push to that because my focus was like the following year. And so you finished second as a 40-year-old, second as a 41-year-old. They canceled the games when you finished second in the AGOQ yeah. uh, in 20. 
and then first as a 43-year-old. Yes, I'm 44 tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a gold medal. <laughs> um, okay, well, very cool. So um, with all the notoriety you've gotten since you've been back, that you're being on the telly and all that kind of stuff, how has it changed your life now that you're a champion? Do you know what? It doesn't feel any different. Uh, you know, people sort of when I go to the box, if I haven't seen them there because they've been on holiday or I haven't spoken to some friends and they're like, oh, my God, you know, has it sunk in yet? And I'm like, no, it hasn't. I, it, you know, I don't feel any different. It, it feels very it feels a bit surreal. And I think because I couldn't take my family this year and they had to stay behind, I think that sort of. I, it obviously hasn't taken the shine off it, but they couldn't be there to celebrate, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, so but, yeah. Go ahead. I don't mean to overtalk you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so while you're talking about your family, um, if, you, if you follow Kelly on Instagram, you can tell that her family is very important to her. And um, so your husband is Simon. Yeah. And he started CrossFit with you. And one thing that kind of blew me away as I was doing research is you guys compete together occasionally. <laughs> we did. Did. <laughs> <laughs> if yes, my wife and I were on a team together, we would kill each other. Uh, we've had some fun, actually, in, in the partner ones that we've done together. We, it was in Manchester and um, we were actually unbeaten as husband and wife. So we were quite proud of that um but the last year we did it we had so many giggles as in you know I looked at him to pick up the sandbag because I was dying he looked at me as if to say you're fitter than me you pick it up <laughs> and I was like oh no I've got to pick it up and run with it so I was like will you pick it up and put it on my back and then I'll run with it so yeah we uh we did compete together and we got on all right yeah well, I've watched Charlie and his wife compete together as well. And she uh, is way more competitive than he is. <laughs> and if it was between the two of them for the sandbag, she would be yelling at him to pick up the sandbag. Yes. yes. And I would be staring at it. <laughs> hoping to levitate it with my mind. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. And you have, you have two daughters. Yeah. And one of them works out with you yes the other one the youngest one takes part in the classes with my husband um so they do the classes and then my other daughter she when we came back from the games in 2019 she was like then ah oh, mom actually I think I want to I want to do some training now and that was when her sort of, I, I say, vision changed. And she was like, I want to get involved and I want to do some CrossFit. So what's it like sharing a passion with your daughter? Um, it's fun. Uh, she's now chasing me down and no doubt she'll be overtaking me soon with um, her lifts and stuff. Um, but it's, it's really nice to be able to share something together um, and you know, help, help her sort of follow her dreams that she has. Um, but 
it's quite scary because you sort of think you know two years ago she was a little bit younger she wouldn't be throwing around these weights and two years later she's like cleaning and jerking a hundred kilos and I'm like whoa where where, where's this strength come from so um yeah she's doing well and you know she she enjoys lifting and I think it's it's helped being young watching us watching the members and how they move it's amazing how much they soak up and pick up um and yeah so she's she's done a few British weightlifting competitions as well so she's um yeah she's just enjoying it that's very cool um and it's really cool the example that you you find out you set without even really knowing it they just kind of follow your patterns and um and when they're good patterns that's a great thing yeah um so i have to ask you you're you're a very big family person what would be your perfect um like vacation or time that you would be able to spend with your family oh part of us we haven't been skiing yet and we want to go skiing but i'm very clumsy so knowing me i'll pick up an injury um so at one point we will go skiing um but just time to chill out and they love to sit by the pool in the sun but then my youngest daughter she's like I want to be doing stuff as well so you know come in the pool and swim so a hot holiday of just chilling and maybe the odd little crossfit day or an odd little run but just trying to spend time together eating loads we all love our food um and we (laughs) which is good and uh yeah just just um just chilling out together and you take every sunday as a rest day to spend with them right yeah sundays are sundays are a complete rest day um and just you know i may stretch but that you know that's just at home but yeah sunday sunday's a um a rest a full rest day and do you still have your bulldog? We do, but I have, well, I have seen him since I've been back, but we're having some garden work done. And um, when he was here and the, the gardeners were in, he just wanted to go outside and play. And we were like, no. So he's been with my in-laws, which he loves because he's on a doggy holiday. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think he's going to want to come back. <laughs> But we really miss him, but we're going to see him on Saturday, so. And um, I want to give you a moment to be able to talk about your community because they have been very supportive of you uh, in going to the games. And are you part owner of the gym now? Yeah. And so what is that, what is the Southampton community like and and how much support have they given you over the years? Oh, they're amazing. So the port, the support, has been great um like this year for example the the t- i've always done t-shirts in the past um as a supporters t-shirt and this year i was like oh i don't know if i want to do it because like covid hit and everything and a gofundme page 
And then people on, because I hadn't put anything out, people were messaging me on Instagram and saying, Kelly, we want to support you. There's not many UK athletes going. We understand how expensive the trip's going to be because of, obviously, you know, flight prices and everything increasing and the cost of getting there. We know that nothing's covered by CrossFit. So I was like, okay. So I got a design together with the help from um, Charles at the box. So he helped me sort of design with the four stars because it would have been my fourth year, assuming last year we went. And then um, the t-shirt company One Hand Lift looked on my Instagram page, saw that I recently had a tattoo and designed the t-shirt print with my tattoo through the frill. So it was really cool. Um, and then for me, you know, it, it's hard to put it out there to, to say, you know, if you want to support me, please do. If you don't, please don't feel obliged that you have to support me. Um, and people are like, no, no, we want to. So I reached out to um, some of the companies that I represent. So Wit, um, Wolverson, Noco, loads of different people that have supported me in the past and said, you know, would you guys like to donate some gifts or prizes so that if people want to donate, I've, I can give them something back so they feel like they're getting something back. And even though people are like, look, we don't want anything back. You know, we just want to support you. But I just felt from me that I could give them something back. So it was a quite a nice way to do it as a raffle. So we done like a spin the wheel and, and put everyone's name in. But they've, you know, they're so supportive. I come back, I had balloons up, I had some cards. And um, yeah, they've just been, you know, they're amazing. And sort of, you know, I went in and a few are like going like this with their hands and, oh, we need to bow to you now. I'm like, no, you don't. It's just me, you know, it's yeah. just me. <clears throat> so yeah, it's pretty, it, it's, it's really nice. And the community that we built there is awesome. We've had people get married that have met there. We've had babies born um we've had couples get together so you know when you look back over the years it's just wow you know we've we've helped create this as well so what are your future goals mm -hmm. well you you've just uh you nailed him at the start it means I'm <laughs> <laughs> five time champ yes so my goal would be to try and get back next year um, because because I'm 44 tomorrow. I'm like a really old one in the group. So I'm nearly 45 next year. Um, and I'm assuming that they'll keep the dates the same. So it's not as though I'll push up into the 45. I'll still be in the 44. So I would love to go make it back next year. And if I could my daughter to make it because she would be in the 16 to 17 year old category so if we could make it as a mum and daughter together that would be awesome that'd be really cool that's a great goal <clears throat> um any goals outside of crossfit any goals outside of crossfit um we're having, like I said, the garden done and a bit of renovation and to get my house back looking like a normal house. Um, 
that I would like and I, I sort of said I ran a marathon before and I think I would like to attempt maybe one day another one um so that would be something something a little bit different but just to stay fit and healthy is a is a big goal as well yeah my mind can't comprehend my marathon but <laughs> but I support you in every way <laughs> So um, you're part owner of the box now. You're a coach there. Um, you have credentials out the wazoo. Um, level one, level two, uh, gymnastics, uh, weightlifting. My goodness, like you just, you, it's like continuing ed on steroids. Um, do you work outside of CrossFit or is that now your full-time job? That's now my full time, like that's full time um, because and I can't even remember because time flies by so fast. But when I was part owner, I also was a mortgage advisor for 16 years. So when the girls were younger and I couldn't, it got to the point where I couldn't do both. So I was like, right, I've got to choose. And it's a scary jump in from one thing to the next, especially when you've had that security for so long. Um, so, yeah, so I've I do that full time. Um, and I also massage as well. Sports massage. I saw that like you're a level five sports yes. massage. Uh, very cool. Um, so with. Now your full-time job being around the gym and doing things there and helping with recovery, does that help you train better or train more? So I train five days a week and have two rest days. Um, obviously at the moment, just coming back, I'm easing my way back in. Um, no, not really. Uh, apart from being able maybe to split if so leading up to the games I was able to split my sessions in two so I'd have like a conditioning piece if you said like a 30 minute bike in the morning and then I would have another set and then I would do that in the afternoon but like on a Tuesday for example um, I coach at 10 and then I coach at 12 30 so I usually try and train in that spot in between so sometimes I feel a bit rushed but then other times, if I haven't got anything booked in, then obviously I've got a little bit more time to um, dedicate. But with the massage in now, I'm sort of allocating set days. So then hopefully I can sort of plan a little bit better. That's very cool. Well, I just want to thank you. Um, you were a joy to meet and in Madison. And I love talking to you there. And I love talking today. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was great fun cooking cooking our chicken on the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, and congratulations on the victory, and I uh, can't wait to have you back next year after your second straight win and your start to the five. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends, in partnership with the Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.